Hi, it's Pastor Ann here, and welcome to the Pastor's Table. Chances are that you're watching. if you're watching this, you probably love God. You probably want to learn more about Him and want to know more. Today we're going to continue to talk about developing our character and what that look like, looks like and what motivates us. So I'm glad you've come and join us. Think about the things that we're saying here. Meditate on them. God is so good. You don't have to change on your own. He's always here helping you. So all you have to do is follow him. And one sign that you're following him right now is you're watching us today. Have a blessed day. We were talking in our last episode about how we can have a better character. And we finished off talking a little bit about punishment, that some of the reasons we don't progress or we don't go forward is because of fear of punishment. Fear of punishment has been so carried by a lot of religious and sometimes we'll call it Christian wrong teaching. Can I say it that way? Mm -hmm. It's a little bit of a hot potato because when as soon as we touch this, a lot of people try to change their character through nice Christian sayings or things without a real depth in them. (laughs) Thank you. You shouldn't have been drinking while we said that. But all the quotes on your wall are going to change your heart. That's right. And the the things of the past, some of the things we've seen in Hollywood, we see pictures of people trying to get better by doing or constraining themselves into certain behavior. If I just do this, you know, having good character isn't going to the gym. The more you lift the word of God, it's Mm -hmm. not going to work. There are places God needs to change your heart. It's yeah. going to come out of trust and love and things. And that's where we're coming into that place, talking about it. I think it's great. Mm-hmm. And, and talking about it, and that's that honest piece. And we really felt we wanted to share with you a, a deeper sense of what the love of God looks like in action. Mm-hmm. And the best places in 1 Corinthians 13. Absolutely. There's so many people have uh, a religious understanding of, what, uh, of who God is and um, what his love looks like. And the truth is, is that um, although 1 Corinthians 13 is for us and shows us how to walk in love, it's a definition. Uh, it gives us a picture of God because God is love. And so as we read through this, think, think about this is God. Mm-hmm. Th- this, is, this is how God interacts with us. This is how God sees us. This is how God um, has a relationship with us, okay? So we're gonna start in 1 Corinthians and in uh, verse four, 1 Corinthians 13 and and verse four. And And I'm reading from the Amplified because it really gives that great picture. It says, love endures long and is patient and kind. So anywhere you hear love, you can put God. God endures long and is patient and is kind. His, um, God never is envious nor boils over with jealousy. He is not boastful or vainglorious. He does not display himself haughtily. He is not conceited, arrogant, and inflated with pride. He is not rude or unmannerly and does not act unbecomingly. God does not insist on his own rights or his own way, for it is not, he is not self-seeking. Now, well, God does want his own way, but his way is the best way. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He is not touchy or fretful or resentful. He does not take account of the evil done to him, and he pays no attention to a suffered wrong. He does not rejoice in injustice and unrighteousness, but he rejoices when right and truth prevail. Mm-hmm. 
He, God, bears up under anything and everything that comes, and he's ever ready to believe the best of every person. He's ever ready to believe the best of you. That's right. Think about Gideon. Notice to stop right here. Think about Gideon. When that angel came down to talk to Gideon, Gideon was basically thought of himself as the lowest of the lowest family of the lowest tribe of all the Israelites. But when you hear that angel speaking to Gideon, he's speaking to how God sees Gideon, that mighty man of valor. That's what this is talking about. God hopes are fadeless under all circumstances, and he endures everything without weakening. Mm -hmm. And finally, it says, God never fails. He never fades out, he never becomes obsolete, and he never comes to an end. Mm -hmm. This is a, an amazing picture of God and his, his, um, how he views us, how he wants to interact with us, how he wants to help us, how he wants us to grow and and just the way the mannerism of how he is going to interact with us one of my favorite scriptures is Romans 2 4 and at the end of it it says the goodness of God brings men to repentance and it's actually talking about Christians in that scripture and he's, he's specifically talking about Christians so if you're a Christian this this scripture applies to you it can apply to everybody but it says the goodness of God brings men to repentance and when you dig down into the Greek of that word goodness and into the root of it, it, it says that God is going to furnish anything that is needed in an according manner to bring about repentance. That's what that word goodness means. He's going to furnish everything that's needed in an according manner. Well, what's an according manner to God? Love. Yeah, because he is right. love. That's right. He's going to furnish everything that's needed in a manner of love that's going to bring us to repentance. And repentance isn't about, oh, I'm so sorry, Lord, please forgive me. Repentance is about a 180 degree turn. Yeah. Repent, the, the word repentance means a change, mm -hmm. a change. And we, we expand that a bit to mean a 180 degree turn. I'm doing something wrong here. He's furnished what is needed in a manner of love to show me how to change from what I'm doing here. And I make that change. Right. Amen. 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 It, that's a good good verse there because if you notice just by contrast if we examine it by replacing the word by the goodness of God mm -hmm. with other things that we we associate with repentance mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Very so good. If, if you take that and you say you know um, knowing the right thing to do <laughs> leads men to repentance no uh, no, no. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't. Yeah, I knew the right thing no. to do, and yeah, I wasn't yeah. able to change. Usually right. everyone does. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the, the obvious one we've been talking about, fear of punishment. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Leads men to repentance. Uh, no. Uh, no, it doesn't. No. <laughs> but do you see how... There'd be no jails. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but you see how we, we tend to think like that. Yeah. And uh, it, it is a human worldly way of thinking. It's mm -hmm. not in accordance with the grace... Oh, I found a verse. I, let's look at Titus for a second. All right. Just, just something here. I think this is really good because uh, we'll, ad we'll address a couple issues mm -hmm. at the same time in mm -hmm. Titus. And, and get rid of all those laws we've had in our heads. <laughs> <laughs> Titus chapter 2, mm -hmm. and uh, let's start in verse 11. Mm. The T's are all together. They mm -hmm. are. Titus, <laughs> Titus is the last one. Yeah. yeah. Titus 2, starting in verse 11. It says this, 
for the grace of God, again, this is the amplified version, for the grace of God has come forward or appeared for the deliverance from sin and the eternal salvation for all of mankind. Mm -hmm. Look at verse 12. It has trained us. (laughs) Sorry, what's the it referring to? The grace grace of God. God. Yeah. His grace has trained us to reject and renounce all ungodliness and worldly desires, to live discreet, which means temperate, self-controlled, and then upright and devout lives in this present world, Mm -hmm. here and now. It doesn't say the law has trained us to reject. And when I say law, I'm not just talking about the law of Moses. I'm talking about how we hear good doctrine and instruction from the Bible. Mm -hmm. Sure. Because we can hear that from a viewpoint of do this and don't do that, which is law. It's Mm -hmm. command. It's this is the instruction. And sometimes we can hear that with an ear that hears, I've got to do this, I've got to change, and I've got to be this way, and Mm -hmm. I've got to live up to this standard. And Here's here's the righteous standard that God approves of, and anything less than that, He disapproves of. Mm -hmm. And so I need to really try hard to measure up to this standard of character that I can see in the Bible, Mm -hmm. and that's what trains me to reject all ungodliness. That's not what this says. That's right. This says His grace, Mm -hmm, which has mm -hmm. appeared and saved us, Mm -hmm. that trains us. Right. His goodness leads us to repentance. Mm -hmm. Amen. Wow. And shows us that grace. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And we think about grace sometimes in a narrow view. We think about grace and, oh, it's just, you know, He's forgiven me for sin and I didn't deserve it. Thank you for your grace. But that word is so much more involved and powerful and rich than just the narrow, I mean, when you've been, when you know you've sinned mm-hmm. and you know that you didn't deserve forgiveness and He forgives you, mm-hmm. that's wonderful. Absolutely. So we don't want to minimize that fact alone, mm-hmm. but we also want to include the great measure of His grace that has appeared. He's talking about Jesus coming. He's talking mm-hmm. about the life that He lived. He's lived. He's talking about the sacrifice that He made for us. He's talking about how Jesus bore our punishment that brought us peace with God. Mm-hmm. He's talking about all of those things and that we didn't deserve is because God's great favor towards us. Now is the time of God's favor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now is the day of salvation. Mm-hmm. Today is that grace. Today is God's mercy and favor abounds towards mankind. Mm-hmm. So when we see that, we go, there is grace for every aspect of my life. Why would I want to live so much less than what He's provided for me? Why would I want to live in ungodliness and worldly passions and desires and so self-centered and Mm self-oriented when He has forgiven me for all of that mess and has brought me to a place where His good grace can change who I am and how I am to make me more like Him? On a, in this present world. Mm-hmm. When we see His grace, we see His love, we see His goodness, we see His mercy towards us, we see all of the, that good character of His towards us in Jesus Christ. We see that character towards us mm-hmm. in who He is to us. And when we see that, it causes us and leads us to turn away from all that other junk, Absolutely. turn away from all that sin. Yeah. See, when you see God's love and goodness, you don't want to go and sin anymore. You don't, it, it just, I don't want to mess around with that fear and that, and all that selfishness. I don't want that. I want what, who he, I want to live for him. I want to go towards him. I want to follow him. 
That's what grace produces in our lives. Mm -hmm. And we know that statement that Paul said, I am what I am by the The grace grace of God. God. Not because I tried really hard, Mm -hmm. not because I tried to live up to a standard. He said, in fact, in all of that, I was legalistically, hey, perfect. Mm -hmm. But I I count that as junk Mm -hmm. so that I can actually get to know the Lord and walk closer and know a righteousness that's not of my own, Mm -hmm. that's of His. Amen. Amen. You know, many of you know that I grew up in the Salvation Army, mm-hmm. and we had a lot of rules. Mm-hmm. And there was a standard that they mm-hmm. expected all soldiers to live by. Yeah. The origins of that desire were right. Yeah. And it was because they were living in a time when it was the Salvation Army started, many people went to church and had a lot of rules and didn't have the right clothes, so they were able to to put out a uniform so that everybody looked the same. So that mm-hmm. was their their goal was a real heart thing. Mm-hmm. However, through the years, it became a bunch of rules. And as a young teenager who wanted to, I had a desire to live right, but I would follow the rules. I memorized them. I carried around their doctrine. I wrote it all out on little cards and I kept them and, and all the scriptures. They were primarily scriptures, their doctrine, but I wrote all 13 of them out and I carried them around in my purse until I had them all memorized. I memorized a lot of scripture because that's what we were told to do. All of those laws, I was really trying, but at the end of the day, when it came to wearing my uniform, you had to have your S's turned the right way and all the little pieces, they all had to be in the right spot. Mm -hmm. Our hair wasn't allowed to be on our shoulders. And uh, I had longer hair than I do now, and mind you, I could probably still do that, but rather it would be considered right now, my hair length would be too long. Mm So I had, so I would do things like do a crazy hair, but put my hat on top so no one could see. My heart (laughs) was not moved in change. Mm -hmm. In appearance, I looked the part. I had it all done and I smiled and I could stand up and give my testimony and Mm -hmm. quote scriptures. Mm -hmm. I really did love God. That's the truth. Mm -hmm. But the character part wasn't so good Mm. and eventually one of the days when I was doing my hair and a little crazy thing up there I knew it was so bad Mm. I knew it but I didn't know how to change it Mm -hmm. but when I began to you know grow in the grace of God and the love of God and I began to take it real something began to change and so that I didn't even think about it anymore Mm -hmm. that's right but I had to submit and admit that what I was doing was rebellion Mm -hmm. straight up Mm When I began, when I admitted that, mm-hmm. those shifts began to, and, and like you said, I didn't think about it anymore. I, I wasn't concentrating on living right. That's right. Mm-hmm. I was concentrating on who God was in mm-hmm. me, mm-hmm. and things began to adjust. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a surprise almost. Mm-hmm. It's such a good example, and it applies in so many ways because quite often we hear, it's not that the doctrine is wrong or there's anything bad with what we're hearing, but in our own attempt, we try to change on the outside to, to give the appearance of, we can use biblical terms, the appearance of righteousness. Yeah. It looks like that on the outside. And some of the challenges I think that we have in church, especially when people first come into church, they see that and they go, I can't live up to that. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I can't live up to that. That's right. And others are, look at that and go, I can try really hard to be like that. They see an outward form yeah. that they're trying to mold themselves into. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that it's actually very dangerous in a way. And I say dangerous like that because what happens is, is that you can look good on the outside, but 
I mean, Jesus said that of the Pharisees. I That's mean, right. the outside, you're like whitewashed tombs. You look, yeah. you're decorated, you look nice, but on the inside, mm -hmm. dead man's bones. Mm -hmm. And the danger is that we can do what we think is all the right stuff and remain unchanged in our heart. Yeah. And that's, that's a scary thing because Absolutely. God's not looking on the outside. Mm -hmm. He's looking at the heart. Mm -hmm. And we can find ourselves in a place where the word deluded comes to mind. <laughs> because I go to church, I try to live my best. You know, if I make a mistake, I repent, and then I get it right, and then I'm good, and then I... And that's all our own righteousness. That's and right. Jesus, uh, the Bible right. says it's as filthy rags in the sight of God, our own righteousness. And there's, there's a lot of ills that come from that. Mm -hmm. It causes divisions in churches. That's right. That's it, right. causes, it causes people to feel like they don't measure up. It, it causes a lot of ills because we focus on the wrong things. Mm -hmm. yeah. But what you're talking about is it suddenly became a matter of the heart. Yeah. Like, who am I doing this for again? Mm -hmm. This is yeah. for the Lord. Yeah. Why am I hiding? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Why am I hiding? Mm -hmm. This is between him and, him and I. And when the heart changes, then the outside just falls into line. It's not even about... The, the outside becomes... Jesus said it this way, if you wash the inside of the cup, then the outside will be clean also. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. And too much of Christianity has been washing the outside of the cup mm -hmm. and the inside remaining filthy. Mm -hmm. But what He does by His presence, by our relationship with Him, He finds a way to work on the inside and cause that cleanliness to work its way to the outside. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Right. Amen. Oh, wow. You know, and uh, the other side of the coin, it's like, it's not about like, you know, looking at these rules, okay, I got to do these. And then we, on the other side of the coin, we have sin. I mean, we know the big top ten, you know, like don't kill, you know, don't <laughs> steal, you know, don't yes. covet, you know, <laughs> all those things. But sometimes there's sin that, that might be a sin for one person, but it's not for someone else mm -hmm. because, you know, it doesn't affect that person. Mm -hmm. And so we can look at, like, don't do this, do this. And, and it's, it's, it's a distraction from who we're really supposed to be focusing mm -hmm. on. Mm-hmm. It didn't say, Jesus didn't say, follow my rules. He oh, didn't say, follow good. what mm -hmm. not to do. Mm -hmm. He right. said, follow him. That's right. And then it becomes way less complicated if you're just following him. Mm -hmm. yeah. Instead of focusing, okay, I did, you know, I did it. No, I'm just following him. That's mm -hmm. right. And you know, the thing about like that, that whole picture of following him, it's like you're walking down a road and you're following him. And then something happens at a moment, but you're keeping on going. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You're not you're not looking back, oh, okay, that back there. No, you're looking to him. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. He's not looking back. No. Nope. That's right. Why are we looking back? Mm -hmm. That's good. Tell a little bit about Anne. Pastor Anne, I met her when she was just a little girl. <laughs> and sometimes that's a challenge as well because they grew up with all the pressures of, of, of that around you. Growing up in church, there's a certain pressure to behave a certain way. When she was in college and going to college, one of the things I appreciate about her, she's always been a really honest person. And she could have, with all the things, she could have put on a face and said, you know, everything is perfect at college, it's so easy. That's not what she did. She kept coming up, you know, I'm, I'm having a problem. And she kept coming and she was following and, and she had her own faith. And it's sometimes easy in, in churches. You, you rely on the others around you to kind of, or ride their coattails, so to speak. But she had her own 
love of God in her life. And she and she's a demonstration of following. And she picked up that and she'd be up there. It didn't seem to matter how many times you came, but you came. You know, it doesn't matter. And you know what? Come. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Always come. Mm-hmm. You, you didn't hide. I didn't. You know, yeah, there's <laughs> no point. You know what? Uh, you know what? I was a, a mess sometimes. <laughs> you know, if I did wear makeup, it'd probably be around on my shirt, you know. <laughs> but I, I, I wasn't concerned about how I looked or what the situation looked like. I love God, and I knew that he was the answer. Mm-hmm. And uh, always, always going to him. Yeah. Always. He will never fail you. Mm-hmm. That's right. So I encourage you, mm-hmm. you can come, you can come to us, but you, most importantly, you can go to him Amen. and he'll accept you exactly where you are. Mm-hmm. And if you will yield, you can get to higher places. Amen. Amen. Amen.